When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Cody Del Mendo. Day two of the offseason for your Chicago Cubs. Hello to everybody in the live chat. Best way to enjoy the experience of CHGO is to subscribe to our CHGO Sports YouTube page so you don't miss any of the episodes live. We're going at 120, Monday through Thursday, every single week this offseason. Plus, I believe Fridays with uh, Cubs-related Corey and Brendan. Um, yeah, a couple of people saying we're late. No, we're not late. We're waiting for that crazy alarm thing to go off. So yeah. we didn't, you know, start the first minute of the show with just sirens and alarms yeah, going Yeah, could you off. imagine, like, people listening later on all of a sudden? It's just, Durr! like, the first thing they hear is just alarms. I, I did, just for the people that didn't know it was going to happen, I did toss around the idea of starting the show two minutes early and then have mm-hmm. that going off and say that it was actually Shohei had signed with the Cubs. Big of us to consider people's ears. Credit to us for looking out for the public safety instead. Uh, Lots to talk about just still from uh, Jed Hoyer yesterday, addressing the media, talking about the season, looking ahead to the offseason. And uh, one of the things that he talked about, guys, was, you know, looking ahead and what is the goal? We saw the goal yesterday. The playoffs started. The Cubs weren't in it. The next goal is being a playoff team. Yeah. Anything jump out at you guys from uh, day one of the postseason other than the Brewers losing? Oh, baby. Oh, Cody was happy Shout out Corbin Carroll for making my night. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was it, yeah. Brewers lost. You hate to see it. They, their season could end tonight. I'm praying to God that it happens. Yeah. Well, and then <laughs> the Diamondbacks won with Brandon. I still don't know how to say his last name. Fod? Fod. Fod. Well, he, he, their bullpen was well, yeah, incredible. I'm like, he yeah. started the game, so they still have, yeah. I believe, was it is it Gallon and then Kelly going the next two games? So, like, yeah. they're two best pitchers. And no Brandon Woodruff for the Brewers. Yeah. So, it's like that's Womp, womp. Hate to see it. I felt like one the Brewers couldn't afford to drop considering who was on the mound. But, yeah, the Diamondbacks bullpen – was Evan Longoria, six, six incredible catch to to yeah. keep the game, uh, keep, what, zero outs, or they had one out, I think. They got a double play to end the inning when they had the bases loaded with no outs in the inning at one point. The Brewers did. Yeah. Yep. Uh, by the way, the, the chat ready, keep me honest. Wouldn't this be the day three of the offseason, Shane says? Shane, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. I'm tired, mm. man. Two, day two, day three, month uh, four. At this August. point, still recovering from September right now. That's yeah. right, still recovering. <laughs> if you have, if you've never tuned into the show, just know, never let the facts get in the way of a good <laughs> ever, story. Ever, <laughs> that is rule number ever. one here. We're going to talk rule a little bit about one. that. You know, we'll, we'll we'll actually get into that because some facts are facts out there right now. Fax baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Let Let's start though with what Hoyer was talking about when you know he said. They had a series recently that kind of opened his eyes and reminded him, this is the goal, right? Who's the goal? The Atlanta Braves. Yeah. Sarah, go ahead and play a little Jed Hoyer for us. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's really important. I would say that 
um, and I said this, I think, I don't know if you were in Atlanta or not, but like I said this in Atlanta, like, you know, when you look across the field and you watch them play, like, I love playing series like that because you really, that's what the standard has to be. You know, that was where you looked at the Yankees when I was in Boston. That's where we looked at the Cardinals when I first got here. And Atlanta's that team now. You look across the field and, and that's, that's how you get to 20% World Series odds, you know, is to have a roster like that. Um, can we create that in one offseason? Like, no, right? it, that's really difficult. Um, the key is, is to build a team that we feel like, you know, gives us a good chance to make the postseason. When you get, the, get in the postseason, anything can happen, which is part of why it's going to be really painful to watch games this afternoon, is knowing that, you know, we had the ability to, to have that chance and, and we, we didn't finish the race. And I think that is, that, that has to be the goal. Um, you know, it takes steps to get to a, the place where those teams are, are at that we're, you know, it's not going to take, it's not going to be one off season to, to make that leap. I think when people look at our roster, they're going to know it's a playoff caliber roster and hopefully we can, we can add to that roster. But I think to, to, to make the leap up to Atlantic territory, that's going to take a little bit of time. Okay, I can buy that. I can I can buy what he's saying. That doesn't mean we should lower our expectations. Doesn't mean we should say don't go after Otani, don't re-sign Bellinger, don't get this guy. It just means even if they got Otani, it doesn't necessarily make this team the Atlanta Braves, right? Yeah. So okay, agree. Not one off season. I will say though, we're going into year three of the rebuild because last year was Dansby. The year before that was Saya. So. Uh, it's not one off season, but I'll, I'll agree with what he's saying. So now we're going to talk about the ways they can become the Atlanta Braves in the near future. Ryan's over here getting a little nervous, so we're going to go through. We're going to get through that. The start of the second segment, I want you to be able to call your friends, yep. call your neighbors, call your relatives, let everybody know there is a beer bat coming today. A there beer is. bat chug. Is it from Cody? No, because Cody refuses now until the Cubs win another meaningful baseball game that will be the next time he chugs one or or if they sign otani or if they sign otani or bellinger so why would ryan a man with the baseball writers association super card <laughs> chug a beer super card. chug a beer out of a beer bat on our podcast that's what we call a tease we'll tell you why it's coming <laughs> at the beginning of the second segment now we want to talk about how the cubs can become the next Atlanta Braves. All right, one way is via trade and free agency. By the way, did you guys hear him also say that he, that Dansby will be involved in conversations this offseason, joking? Yeah, well, like... I'll, he, mean, wants to, he wants to be in on the combos yeah, like this Dan, offseason. Dansby wants to be in. Like, he was in on his combos at trade deadline time, right? Like, I felt like every day... He made the we decision. Heard. We're not trading. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> yeah, kind of, right? Yeah. Like, yeah We're Dan, adding. Thanks. Bye. I'm going to go play baseball. He's also, like, the leader, like, like the, a very vocal leader on the team. He got paid a big contract. Like, the, the, with Dansby, I think part of the way they, you know, sold him on the Cubs was winning. Yeah. Was, like, we're, we're in this spot. We did this rebuild. But, like, we're in this spot where now we're coming out and we're going to start winning ball games. And so for Dansby, like that, like you talk to Dansby, literally, like I, I, it doesn't feel like just him saying it. Like winning really ultimately drives him, right? Like money's one thing, whatever, but like winning and, and winning World Series. Losing and all that, eats away at yes, him. Yes, absolutely. So when 
you get sold on like a franchise that's coming out of a rebuild that we're going to start winning. Like Dansby wants to be in those conversations. He wants to be, he's not, he's not the front office, right? He's not getting the ultimate say and who they sign, who they don't sign, whatever. He's not MJ. He's but not I, Michael Jordan walking in saying, I want Rodman. Yeah, but he definitely, I, I, I believe he definitely wants to be, you know, just, just like a voice in those yeah. conversations. Um, and I think Jed also like, or Jed, you know, the whole front office is like, yeah, Dansby is a guy who we talk about the Atlanta Braves. He's a guy that's been around a just great winning organization like, why wouldn't they consult him on things, right? Like, don't ask him if they should or shouldn't do this. But, like, what do you think about this this kind of move? What do you th- How do you think this player player X fits if we were to bring him in? Right? Like, like, to have him in those conversations uh, as a guy who's been around a lot of winning in his career, like, that, that's, a, that's a good resource to have for any front office. So, I, for Dansby, I think being in those conversations means something to him. I think for the Cubs themselves, it means something to them to have Dan's be in those conversations. Um, and, you know, that's just kind of how that partnership is going to kind of go. I think he, I think he's going to be an important voice, not the, not the final say, but like a voice that they'll listen to. So what's, what's the question? <laughs> it's not, I'm, I've gotten, I, I was curious. We went from like, how can we get, how can we be yeah. the Braves to well, talking about Dansby? Well, having about Dansby. We, I asked if you had heard that Dansby wanted to be involved in this stuff. So now my question is, all right, Dansby says he's going to be in on the conversations <laughs> a little bit, wants to be involved right. in all that stuff. Well, the first rumor that we have of the offseason, the first from multiple reporters is the Pete Alonzo stuff we, we talked about yesterday. All right, that would take a trade because he's got a year left on his deal. Mm-hmm. He, he, they're they did talk about trading him at the trade deadline because they were trying to shed payroll and and chop their lineup and, and save some cash. It didn't happen. Apparently, the Cubs were in on that conversation, but the price was too high. Right. Maybe the price is less now that the that season is over. Now you're moving into the offseason. you got one more year left of the guy. Does First of all, does Pete Alonso excite you if that's the move because they can't get Bellinger? It's, no. uh, does he excite you as the solution at first base? No, I mean, to me, unless you're also adding another superstar or star caliber player to replace Bellinger and also getting Pete Alonzo, mm-hmm. I'm not like I'm not excited if you lose Bellinger and add Alonzo. To me, you're you're it's you're not doing anything. You're you're just you're just fixing something that you lost you're fixing one hole that you actually had control of not letting get away uh now if you have bellinger and alonzo yeah i can get excited about it you can put alonzo in the dh spot and still play bellinger at first if you want to give pca that opening day opportunity or you can put bellinger in center if you still want pca to get some more seasoning down triple a and play alonzo at first yeah i mean that that's the way that i look at it i what he hit 40 bombs last year uh, 46 homers, 100 RBI. His slash was 217, 318, 504 with a 121 WRC plus and a 3.2 WAR. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. a three. He's a three-time All Star. The only thing that I think is kind of weird about it is if he were to be a solution to replacing Bellinger, he's a right-handed hitter, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I I need lefty thump. So now you got to find the lefty thump somewhere else. Yeah, and then that, and you know, and that's Juan, Juan Soto. Is. Juan Soto is an option out there for a trade too. Like, again, I, 
I'm telling you, I'm going into next season with NL Central or bust expectations, man. If Cody Bellinger isn't on this team with whoever the hell they add, I'm as we sit here right now, I'm like, I don't know how they're going to be with at, at that level. They they can't to me. They can't afford to lose Bellinger if they plan to be better than last year. Even if unless they add Alonzo and Juan Soto, like trade for both of those guys, right? Then I could probably talk myself into it. But if it's just you lose Bellinger and you replace him with Alonzo, or you lose Bellinger and you replace him with Juan Soto, I don't feel any different about the roster, to be honest with you. Right. So, yeah, like those those guys, those guys would be great additions to go with the roster that they have. I I preferably would rather have Juan Soto because he's younger. It's the same situation as Pete Alonzo too. He has one year left, and I don't think that you're going to have to give up six prospects or whatever it was that the Padres did to get him. I mean, Juan Soto's a way better player than Pete Alonso. Yeah. No offense. I mean, that. not that those are bad numbers, but Soto's... Yeah. yeah. And he's younger. Yeah. yeah. And the Cubs have talked trade with them before, just as they've talked trade with the Mets, like you said. Yeah. So, like, I, I, you know, I... Realistically, I think one of them could be a Cub next year. I don't know which one, but I would say if it's Soto, to me, he's more likely to be your DH than anything. He, I don't know what his defensive metrics were with the Padres, but I know that it's not necessarily his strongest point of his, of his game. So, um, yeah. If you're replacing Bellinger with Soto, you're also losing defense too. Like it just keeps bringing me back that yeah. Bellinger is such a key piece to this team on being better than this season. You know what I mean? So, but as far as like the two, I mean, Alonzo would be a great addition at first base. His bat, adding his bat, depending on how you did it, would be a good thing for the Cubs. We can agree on that. I mean, the guy can. The guy can hit home runs. They, they need more thump. They didn't have anybody that hit 46 home runs. Yeah. Maybe Bellinger hits 35 if he's healthy the whole season. Maybe. I don't know. But 46 is a big difference. Yeah. Like That's what Jed also talked about is we had six guys that hit 20 home runs, but we don't have anybody that was that 35 mm-hmm. and over guy. Yeah. And so that, that, is, that is something they need to find. Now, Shohei would give you that too. I'm <laughs> sure. just saying I'm well, just saying. So, so back to the Atlanta thing. Though. Yeah. Like, when he talks about, like, that's the standard, I, I feel like, because we've talked about it with, like, the Dodgers, too. Like, the Dodgers are also the standard, right? Sure. Like, they, what, they they lost some guys to free agency. They lost. They didn't even like, try this past offseason yeah, to right? get better, and they still end up being the second best team in well, the they, National they, League. Well, they, they, they let Bellinger Dustin go Dustin May, May gets <laughs> they hurt. They added Jason Hayward. Dustin May gets hurt. Walker Bueller like, was hurt yeah. last year and didn't pitch this season, I think. Urias got yeah, suspended yeah, or whatever. Like, they lost. <laughs> they're like losing guys left and right, it feels like, and they're still winning 100 games. So it's yeah. like those two are the standard, at least National League team-wise, because they consistently put out great teams, like championship-contending teams, when a guy like Dansby Swanson walks in free agency, they, they plug Orlando Arcia in the Braves, and he's an all-star this year. Like, they're, they're, they do a very good job, both those teams, throughout the organization of, again, putting out great teams, having guys waiting in the wings, developing their prospects. Like, it feels like, like the, yeah, the standard, like the well-oiled machines. Astros of the also. League. Yeah, so Astros, it's like, yeah. 
minus the cheating. If you're striving yeah. to be the best organization, <laughs> those are the two teams uh-huh. that you look at as like, how, what are they doing right? Why are they consistently winning division titles, competing for championships? And how can we do that? Like, that's what I, I mean, that's what Jed Hoyer is doing. Right? Like, how can we get to that level of the Braves and the Dodgers? And like he said, it's not a one off season fix. Right? But it's also a thing that they've been doing, steps they've been taking the last few off season, which starts with like the. The overhauling the pitching infrastructure you know they went out and get got say a couple years ago a couple winters ago and you know he's had his struggles in two years but like the last two months of the season is when you really thought like this guy could be a really freaking good hitter in major league baseball um you know last year obviously getting dansby and extending hap and nico and, and all that like they're taking the steps every year so it's not like this is year one and they're like gonna try to go all in like right. it's like they're taking those steps every year and now it's like this winter is going to be another potential step they take towards getting to those elite organizations. And, yeah, it's not a one-off season fix. I don't think they'll get there for 2024 as far as, like, complete organizational health and championship. Like, I don't know they'll be at that level by next season, but, like, this is another winter where they can take an important step to potentially getting there because that's the goal for an organization is to look like what the Braves and the Dodgers do year in year out so if the Cubs want to get there like this is just they have to keep taking those steps every offseason I would say organizationally they're at least on their way like yeah Yeah. the major league team isn't there yet but they do have a top five farm system and they have found diamonds in the rough with guys who weren't necessarily highly touted prospects like Justin Steele, like Christopher Morell, you know? Yeah. Like they, organizationally, they're on their way. Now, if can the, the key for them, and this is how they will have sustained success, is after they promote some of these guys to where their ranking, ranking will fall down, how do they replenish? How do, like, yeah. do they continue to develop? And that make was good, make good draft picks. <clears throat> right. And, and that was something that, that they player. failed to yeah. do after 20. Yeah. After Brian Schwarber and those guys yeah. came up, it was like they didn't have the. They didn't have drafts. to be top 10 prospects, but they have to be guys that maybe borderline top 100, right? Whatever. Right. Or just guys that are going to be able to supplement. They don't have to be the stars of the team, but guys that can contribute and produce and just mm-hmm. supplement those guys. Because, like, they brought up Chris Bryant, like Rizzo, Bryant, Schwarber, like that core. And they were all relatively young. So it's like they weren't high-priced, like, free agent signings, right? It was a bunch of young guys who were just coming up together and producing, like, we've never seen the Cubs produce before. But they didn't, like, they just weren't able to fill the rest of the gaps in with their own guys after that. And I think that was the... Yeah, that was the problem of the last championship window was they just didn't produce the prospects on both the pitching and the hitting side that were able to, like, fill in those gaps when, you know, some guys like like a Jason Hayward just underperformed or guys, um, you know, left the team, like, you know, Ross or Miguel Montero were gone. Like, just those kind of little – the margins, right? When we talk about the margins of the roster, if you can can fill those margins with – your own prospects that have come up through your system and are good that that's another goal that they should be having but they weren't able to do that last year or last time like that's got to be they got to figure out how to be able to do that this time and it's it's why they've also when they made the trades getting rid of the Bryants and Javi and Rizzo and all those guys it's why they didn't do it exactly the same way they did it last time okay all of, first of all, that the first group that won it in 2016, those guys were higher-rated prospects. 
because they were closer to the big leagues. They all came up at relatively the same time, within a couple years, right? It was a group of young players that all came up, and no matter whether they had success right away or not, 2016, we got this huge influx of guys that became rookie of the year, your, your first baseman, you know, you had Wilson coming behind, you had Hap coming, you had all that, all those guys started coming up at one time. This time around, they've decided what we're going to do is we're going to stagger those prospects a little bit. We need to have waves of yeah. prospects coming. So James Triantos, who's at Arizona Fall League this year, is still a highly thought of prospect, but he was further back. So a team was willing to give up on him a little bit more. You could, you could take a higher risk prospect like some of these other guys because when you were getting them, I'm not saying Trianto specifically, I'm saying some of these guys were coming at a later wave. If it's a single-A player, a team's more willing to give them up, but you still might have the reward, and you can now stagger the waves of when you hope your farm system isn't just top-heavy. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's like waves of guys coming in. Now, I, I will still caution on the Alonzo thing, and don't confuse what we're saying here. Cody made a good point. We're not saying we don't like Pete Alonzo. We're saying Pete Alonzo would be a great bat to add. If you're saying he's just going to replace Cody Bellinger, that's a different story. Yeah. Depends on what you do after that. Yeah. Correct, correct. Yeah. Yet he's a different player than Cody Bellinger. More thump, yes. More strikeout, yes. Not as good defensively, yes. He's not the all. Did you see how many times with two outs and two strikes Cody Bellinger would just flip the ball in the left field? Mm-hmm. That's a good guy to have on your team. Could I see the Bellinger-Alonzo thing together working? Yes, of course, like you were saying. But if you want to just say Alonzo, Soto, Bellinger, they're all great players. I just don't want to see Cody Bellinger walk away and you tell me, well, we replaced his bat with Pete Alonzo because yeah. I don't think it's an apples for apples no. comparison. Well, even if, it, even if it was, it's like we're still talking right here. It's like they need another it big bat. It still wasn't enough. Right. Like they, like, in and a way, you'd be losing the left-handed bat. In a way... Yeah. If it was apples to apples, in a way, it's still just a lateral move because yes, you're not correct. necessarily improving the roster if you lose Cody and, and you go into you're adding more heat. thump, you're adding more strikeouts, you're adding less defense. Yeah, so it's like and you go into next season with a guy who's going into his walk year. Yeah, so correct. it's like, yeah, like <laughs> when we talk about what they need to do to improve, yeah, it's not lose Cody Bellinger and just replace him with Pete Alonso and it's, it's golden. No, they like if they were to lose Cody Bellinger. And got Pete Alonso. It's like okay, but what else are you going to do to improve the roster? Because at this point, you look at the roster. Yeah, it's it's probably not improved at all from 2023. So it's like, yeah, I think if they want to get Pete Alonso, they should also still mm-hmm. be wanting to keep to keep Cody Bellinger, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that's how you improve the roster. And you know, you don't have to throw. I don't and know, I will I, say I, I, that not having a lefty bat if they lose Bellinger is a big deal considering yeah. how many righties they have in the lineup. Yes. So, Alex, it's not crazy talk, my friend. Uh, <laughs> Alex is. Although that was we to do, you in the chat. We, we do highlight crazy talk now and then. <laughs> also, and Ryan knows this very well, too, Like the, and so does Cody. Remember, okay, there's a lot of reports about Alonzo right now. We're, as Shane says, three days after the season. Don't let the facts get Don't in the way of Don't let the facts get the way of good story. <laughs> Keep in mind, we're hearing all these Alonzo rumors. First, it was Bruce Levine on hit and run. Bruce, a good reporter, been doing it for a long time. He says the Cubs are going to do everything they can to make a trade for Pete Alonzo. Then Jesse Rogers, another good reporter, says, and not only that, Alonzo wants to come to the Cubs. He wants to come to the Cubs. Okay, so this is going back to 
really the trade deadline where there was a little smoke about this going on. Yeah. But keep in mind, when stuff like this comes out fast and furious, and then the New York media jumped in on it, oh, this, the blockbuster trade is brewing. Not saying it won't happen. But when it happens this fast after a season and baseball's still going on, just remember, we have a lot of nothing to talk about until <laughs> GM meetings and winter meetings where the stuff really heats up. And there's reasons where multiple people would be feeding reporters this type of information. Who would feed it? Pete Alonzo's agent would be one who would feed people. He'd be like, hey, let's get my, let's get my guy get out of New York. Rolling. Let's get the ball rolling. Let's start throwing teams around that want him and <clears throat> he'd like to be at and yada, yada, yada. Who else would do it? The Cubs, if they're trying to lower Cody Bellinger's number. It'd be another reason you could do it. Somebody from the Cubs could say, hey, man, what? It's all look, about leverage. We're, we're looking yeah. at Cody. You know, we I, don't I, necessarily have to rush to Cody, Scott Boris. Look, we're talking Pete Alonzo. Yeah, it's first. all about the leverage, and that's why, like, when, when... It's a game. It's all a big well, game. It's like even in Jed's, like, press conference, right? And, like, people are saying a whole lot. Like, he's saying a whole lot of nothing, blah, blah, blah. But it's, like, also, it's, like... You're going into the offseason. You don't okay. want to give up the kind of leverage you could if you, like... Like, him and Rick, it's... Neither of them explicitly said, like, we're going to go over the luxury tax uh, or competitive balance tax threshold this season, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Neither of them did. Why? Because if you put out there that you are definitely going, that gives player agents, like, okay, we can probably get some more money out of the Cubs because they're willing to go over the luxury tax threshold. Right. So it's, it's all about the, keeping the leverage. You don't want to, you know, show your hand before you have to kind of thing. And so... Yeah, no, like you're keep your client's yeah. name in the news. Yeah, it's it's all that. It's so both other sides, teams both, think about both, it. All both of that sides stuff. are both sides are trying to leverage their way to better deals for them. By the way, That's Mets president uh, David Stern says he expects Alonzo to be the Mets opening day first baseman. For whatever that's worth. Because, again, that could be BS, too. I'm glad he brought that guy's name up because he's the one who left Milwaukee mm -hmm. and is now with the Mets. And, like, he's one of the he's one of the best young executives in baseball yep. man so and with the way that with the route that it feels like the Mets are going here oh if they do trade Alonzo like listen I know the, the Cubs have a very deep farm system but I'm just a little weary of like you know the Mets returning the favor of a fleece job okay because we fleeced them for PCA and listen Preferably, I would like both teams to win the trade, right? But well, you'd prefer not really. the Cubs to win the trade. I prefer well, yeah, the I would. Okay, one-sided fleecing my fans, is okay. My, my biased fan says that I want the Cubs to win the trade, but I also want teams to want to trade with the Cubs at the same time. So I would. That's why I said that I would like both teams to have success from the trade. I do. I I'm. I guess I'm curious to like how much it would take for Alonzo and uh, again one year left like I just don't think that you have to give up the like a haul for this guy I think you have to give up a, a top 10 prospect for sure but I don't think you have to give up I don't know three guys I think two two guys maybe a major leaguer and a top 10 guy can get you Alonzo I'm just I just don't know who I want that to be <laughs> we, we might find out forget let me just check real quick somebody texted me and I, and I don't disagree this because we're going to talk about both of these players. Um, readers on. Yeah, let me get my readers on. Hold on, hold on. I, I just, oh, he's stop. also got like the gigantic. Um, 
Oh, here it was. Words. Yeah, well, I have the giant size font. There you go. That's Noah texted me, the difference in value between Morel and PCA is massive. Trading PCA for Alonzo would be an insane mistake. Trading Morel for Alonzo could be perfectly reasonable. Okay, one is a strikeout guy, younger guy. Like, I, I don't disagree with that. Like that, You wouldn't want to give up PCA for Alonzo, but you might be willing to give up a guy who's already had a little big league experience that does have high upside. But at least the homer-to-homer thing maybe makes sense for that team. Anyways, we're going to talk about those guys in a second, Um, specifically PCA and Christopher Morrell. But if you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, oh, good news for you. In fact, it's great news because Ray, Chevy, and Fox Lake has just joined the CHGO team. We're talking to the team at Ray, and they have this pledge called the Ray Price Promise. It's a guarantee that the price you see online is the price you pay when you go into the dealership. Now, we found in many cases other dealers are going to raise the price on you when you go into the dealership saying things like, hey, are you a recent college grad? Are you active in the military? Are you one of those farmers? In most cases, the answer is no. And that's when the other dealers try to raise the price on you, saying the price online included limited rebates that you don't qualify for. Well, at Ray, that is not the case. The price you see online is the price you pay. No add-ons to the price ever. In fact, Ray's going to do everything possible to find additional savings for you, which might actually make the price lower than what you see online. As one of the top-selling dealers in the Midwest, you're always able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories. And right now you can save big at Ray Chevy during their Truck or Treat Savings Event. That's right, Truck or Treat Savings Event, because 0% is back, baby. And now available on new Silverado trucks, the perfect tailgate vehicle so come on in to ray chevrolet and fox lake and find the vehicle you've been searching for and best of all pay zero hidden fees with a ray price promise that's the ray price promise visit ray chevrolet and fox lake or RayChevrolet.com, serving the community since 1963 find new roads if you want to get an even better deal on that car show up with a little bacon in your pocket for your salesman <laughs> charlie the bacon guy is based that's out of woodridge illinois he makes craft bacon and jams it makes a great gift for that salesman that might sell you your next car it comes in over 30 different flavors this product is always all natural no fancy preservatives in this product order lots of bacon order lots of bacon it's vacuum sealed and freezes great bacon lasts in the package up to 45 days in the fridge six months in the freezer bacon jam lasts about 60 days in the fridge 20 seconds in your house because it goes that fast or up to six months in the freezer they've got all kinds of flavors let me tell you you're going to want to try the french toast flavor maybe you like chorizo or jardinera they have those flavors too bacon jam yes oh it goes perfect on everything put it in the scrambled eggs maybe in an omelet Toast, crackers, burgers, grilled cheese. Charlie's favorite, the spoon. They're going to deliver it to you. Charlie meet you halfway or even ship it to you. He'll get you your bacon on time. On Instagram, you could contact Charlie at Charlie the Bacon Guy. On Twitter, CZ the Bacon Guy. Or just email him, Charlie the Bacon Guy at gmail.com. He's got a website coming soon. You don't want to miss that. What else do you not want to miss? Here it comes, Carrie. Stay on task. So, again, we have a beer bat chug coming on the show. We're seconds away from it. Start to take your wagers. Should I start pulling? Ryan Herrera has never done a beer bat chug. Ever. Cody does it after a Cubs win here on the CHGO Cubs podcast. But, Ryan, 
because of uh, that journalistic part. integrities would never chug a beer. Phone. You got to tip it better in a Cubs there bat. You go. That's better. After, because he's a journalist, I've, I've he's got a press mind. pass. He wants to do those things efficiently. He wants to be able to work the, the clubhouse. So why would Ryan? Why would Ryan be chugging a beer bat in the off season? The answer is simple. Ryan, tell us. Well, let me tell you, Luke. Well, <laughs> on Monday night, and I guess in a way, you know, the Cubs getting eliminated from the postseason contention, um, I was able to play in CHGO Sports Softball Championship game. Where's our trophy? It's right back there. You can see it right, Hold on. right behind us. Hold yeah, on. Get that Continue. It should, it should be on set, honestly. Um, I had a good game. I had a good game in the championship. Had a couple catches. I was very proud of myself, and we – won the whole thing only our second year in the league we won the whole thing and uh like you said i've never done a beer bat before don't really get to do them and uh this is you're gonna do a dedication the first step is the dedicate cody will tell you the first step is the dedication (laughs) process now by the way i do want to point out that i have suggested that if you don't want to do the beer bat you could chug straight from the cup we could pour it in the cup if you don't want to do the might, beer bat. It might be a lot harder than the beer bat. Well, I, and it also could no, be like the Stanley no Cup advice. based on whatever everybody did with this thing afterwards. <laughs> it could be like the Stanley Cup. There could be like four or five lip uh, funguses on this no, thing. No, we're doing this. All right. Oh, Mario wants <laughs> so to come I over guess, and see I'm dedicating? I am dedicating this to the CHGO Sports Softball Team. Champions. 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 The champions. Credit to Ryan. Right. Give me for Earth Cup. Ah. Timing this. Ah. Oh, there it is. Here, hold on, here, hold on. I got to get the timer on. ready. Hold I, on. I, I, I get have, to do a timer for once. Let's Robert go. Nash is calling 21. Now, remember, this is a kid that went I, to Mizzou, so he knows how to chug some beers. Put in the comments beers. what you think <laughs> uh, the time will be. I've never done this before. This is the guy that went to I will. I will be optimistic, and I will go 11 seconds. Cody's best is eight and a half, we believe. Now, remember... What is the problem with spitting up? If you spit up this beer, what happens? Do we have to? Do, I don't know. I don't know. I it, won't spit it could it be. Up, it could be four years. Four years of losing. All right. Four years of losing. Godfather said we won a bad division. Right. I disagree. There was some I'm going to. I'm going to call ten seconds. Okay. Ryan Herrera, his first ever beer bat chug here on the CSU. Right? Yeah. As okay. soon as the beer touches his lips, he's taking it slow, and. There it is. Ryan Herrera is underway on his first ever beer bat chug. He's got a lot of it on his shorts. He's got a lot down his cheeks. He's going fast. This is the fastest ever. This might be the fastest ever. And is he done? Eight, nine, five. Eight, nine, five. It's in. Oh, oh, hold on. There's a cough. Cough his way. Cough his way. It's, oh, wow. If it's coming up, go that way. He spilled a little too much of it. Wow, that was. He, a lot of foam. A lot I will of foam. Give him, I will give him credit for maintaining the bat on his like up yes whenever it was coming at his face he kept it going uh i can't get the phone out yeah i mean eight nine five that's what we got an eight nine five ryan Pretty impressive. Did say hey. he said that <laughs> what? well done there we go he said yeah. that he's good at chugging especially because yeah. it was a goose sign by the way cody i'm not gonna lie sometimes the whole beer doesn't go in the bat right yeah this was a full can this was a full no, chug, so whole, that's... I put the whole thing in oh, there. Oh, you do? If it's a 12-ouncer, If yeah. it's 12. If it's a 16, that, that's shit, right. yeah, the that 16, shit fucks me up. You can't do yeah. it. You can't do can't the full do the 16. 16. I'm not proud of it. I spilled too much the first Craig's like, is very gulps. impressive. Very you know, Edward, impressive. Edward's on me. Edward says that. half of it's on his shirt. There was a lot of dribbling. There's a lot yeah, of like it came back in his face. and like. I mean, I just kept and that's why I was, before the show, I was telling him, I was like, I'm telling you, when you like tip it back and it comes out your face, it's going to... You have to adjust yeah. like very said, quickly. It's it's a new experience, the beer bat for me. <laughs> Never done it before. 
spilled a little too much. I, yeah. I'm upset with myself. I'm, a, I'm my own harshest critic. It was not the best chug. You should just do one every week to celebrate the softball v- championship, though. For the entire offseason. I'm, ha- I'm happy oh. Edward is in the chat, <laughs> keeping me accountable. I'm going to get better. I say, I say he does one every week to celebrate the softball championship. I'm wow, get better. that would be yeah, – maybe we call it uh, Chug Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going know. to get better, and next year when we win the softball championship again, I'm going to do another one on the show next See, year. See, now what I would recommend is that we don't form a team next year, so we leave as champions. We walk away. Mm-hmm. It's no. like MJ. No. What? Yeah. No. That'd yeah, be like the Bulls. Back. You can't leave back on a win. That'd be, that'd be like the Bulls in 98, man. No. You can't do that. You can't leave on a win. Barb wants you to have an Uber driver. A lot of people talking Gary, about the spillage. Yeah, Gary's also. A lot that, of people hey, talking no, about I'm, the spillage. I'm happy that people are on me. Hold me accountable. Drink it out of the You know trophy. what's interesting? On the, on the <laughs> plaque that's passed around from team to team, there was apparently no winner in 2022, according to this. Yeah, they forgot to put Yeah, apparently was. nobody WGM? won it in 2022. Oh, so I'm wondering it. if we could just get a, one made on the side that just makes 2023 like extra large 2023 champions. When does our name get put on there? Oh, I assume we put Only it on. For we just got to buy a little we just got to buy a little plate yeah. for it. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. And well. by the way, credit to Cody and I for not playing. Again, that's our contribution. That's my contribution, baby. Again, right. though, I do Ugh. think if everybody had to pass around day with the cup could be a little content. All right. Are you going to have a day with the cup? Maybe. Well, let us know when it is. You know, your family's going to want to see it and take pictures <laughs> with it and stuff like that. Hey, you know what? Now I know what to expect out of this beer bat. So. Where do I put this thing? What do I do with it? Next one will be better. Again, I still think you should just do one once a week now for the, for the off season. I think that's, inc- I think that'd be incredible. Just to, just to ins- we- like cel- continue to celebrate the softball championship. Just Oof. keep going. Yeah. Uh, outside of the ringers. You, Cause we know we had to, a few ringers. You have to get better. Like, yeah, I gotta get better. Next week, you you have something to build off of. Did Kevin Wells play for us? He did not play for us. Okay, I was just making sure because I know he played for WGN. I wanted to make yep. sure he wasn't jumping ship no. and then trying to you know cling on to our championship. He did not play for us this year. But Moriano but, played for us. But he did stick around after the semifinal game and cheer us on against Odyssey. So. Now, did Mark Carmen actually play? He did. And no Achilles injuries. No, not not that Very I know. Of. I saw him, I saw the video of him running in from right field celebrating after the final out. He was out there. Ryan had a couple of hits in the championship. Two for so four. So really, really, CHGO Cubs may have contributed more to the title than anybody else. And some people are saying that we are now the most successful sports franchise in all of Chicago right now. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. People are saying it. I'm not saying it, but saying some it. people are saying that. Yeah. Most winning All franchise. Right. All we do is win, 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 no matter what. All right. I'm sorry for getting us off All track. All right. Sorry. So totally long. off. Totally <laughs> off track. We're almost out of time on the whole well, podcast. What we do. Barb's hoping you don't throw up, we and got, that's me. We got no, the I'm entire off season to talk about this team. You can deal with ten. That's minutes right. Of well, we got a couple right. videos so to watch. <laughs> we were talking about how Jed Hoyer's press conference said, "All right, the Braves are the blueprint. They're the they're the standard. We got to. We can't do it in one off season, but that's where we want to get to." We talked about trade or free agency. We know that Shohei would be a huge boost. Resigning Bellinger would be a boost. Trading for Alonzo could be a boost. Um, there's free agent pitchers that we'll talk about in the offseason. But phase two of that, making yourself the Braves, is developing your own young players, right? Yep. That's, that's really what it is because when you develop those players, they can push out the big money guys, and you can afford to lose – 
Carlos Correa if you're the Astros, or you can afford to lose Cody Bellinger if you're the Dodgers. Uh, the Braves moved on from Freddie Freeman, found another guy to come in, and like there are ways to do it. So we saw our top prospect come up in Pete Crow Armstrong at the end of the season. A lot of people were begging for PCA to come up. Now, I got a message today, again, on Twitter, somebody saying, I wish they wouldn't have called up PCA because it sort of killed the buzz and excitement for me. I wouldn't go that far. No. Here's, here's what Jed Hoyer had to say about PCA's call-up late in the season and what it will mean for his future going forward or what he hopes it means. Um, you know, he struggled uh, at the plate when he was here. Um, and I told him this. Um, I sat down with him on Sunday and I told him this, like, I actually believe that was the, that will end up being the single best thing that could happen to him in a lot of ways. Um, you know, he's such an exceptional defender. I think everyone saw that. He's, mm-hmm. he's going to prevent so many runs defensively. Um, I think as he sort of refines his base running and stolen base, you know, he's going to have such an impact on the bases. Um, he is a good hitter. I think he's, you know, certainly, um, you know, uh, probably realized that he has to make certain changes um, offensively, and I think realizing that now um, is really key. I think this is the, the this is the big leagues. This is the, the best league there is, and the pitching is a lot better than it is in, in the minors. And I think seeing that up close and personal, and realizing okay, there's probably adjustments I have to make. And I told him, I said, hey, you know, I watched Anthony Rizzo hit 141 over roughly 150 play appearances in 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 2011. And he was a top 10 prospect. He had incredible minor league numbers. He came up to the Padres and, I mean, literally at 141, he looked terrible. And we sat him down at the end of the year and, and said, like, okay, you, you saw what it's about. You have to go make real changes. And, you know, thankfully, uh, the Padres traded him to here after we, after we came here um, because he had 141. Um, but he showed up in spring training the next year, and he had completely altered his swing. He, like, he realized – there were certain pitches he couldn't get to and he needed to make those adjustments and he made those changes and I think he hit 285 in the next year in, in half a season there's no way he makes those changes if he doesn't struggle and you know struggles are really really hard to watch and struggles are hard to to go through as a player but if you if you take them to heart and you're willing to to go work on it I think it can be the single best thing that ever happened so I, I really believe that um, you know Certainly, I wish he'd come up and hit 500 and led us to four more victories. That didn't happen. Um, but second to that, I think having that experience where I think he's going to take that to heart and go make those changes, I think, is, is really important because he's going to be a, a good and very impactful player in this league for a long time. I don't think him struggling for a couple weeks in a pennant race is going to make the Cubs think he's not the guy that he's not their top prospect. Don't, I don't think that's the case. Now, they may have seen Matt Mervis and said, ah, that's what we thought might happen at the major league level earlier this season. I don't believe that happens with uh, 21-year-old PCA, your top guy. You could see the athletic ability. You, defensively, the first day he makes two great catches, you're like, wow, this kid can fly. Was he perfect on the bases? No, but you can see the speed, and he's young. So what he's saying is, now he finds an offseason where he's like, okay, maybe I'm not everything everybody was puffing me up to be. I can be, 
I will be, but only if I work hard at these things this offseason. I love the part about the swing that, uh, right, like if, he, if he's going to find that out eventually, mm-hmm. my, this part of my swing may not play like it did at the minor league level. Cody and I talked about it, how um, guys can, in the minor leagues can get away with certain things especially at AAA, they dominate. And they, so they just keep doing things the way they're doing it because the results are there. They see the home runs flying or they see the 15 strikeouts they're getting and they keep doing it. But when they get yeah. to the majors, it doesn't always work and you have to go back and fix that. Even if that means struggling a little bit in an off season or at AAA for a short stretch because that's what's going to make you a better major league player. Yeah, and so... I mean, Pete Armstrong, I actually had a conversation with him uh, over the weekend up in Milwaukee um, for a piece that's going to come out later this week. But, like, he is a very, like, introspective, for a 21-year-old, introspective, like, self, like good self-evaluator. And it's, it was a little bit of a surprise to see. Like, I just hadn't interacted with him a lot, so I didn't, like, kind of know how he approached things. But he was very, like, open about what he feels like he needs to do better and it was like it was very good to see him acknowledge that Um, but one of the things is kind of like what you mentioned not even just with the swing um, he pointed out uh, that game in Colorado when he got thrown out uh, by Edwin Diaz Mm -hmm. uh, I think was trying to steal third maybe Um, but he pointed that out and he kind of went on to say like it, I can't always rely on my athleticism and 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 you know speed or whatever at this at this level um and so to hear him, like, really, you know, it's only a couple of weeks after that happened, right? And just to already be reflecting on that kind of stuff, whether it is the base running, whether it is the swing that had gotten him here uh, but didn't look great in his uh, limited plate appearances, right? Like, he is very self-aware of what he wasn't doing right and what he needs to work on. He even talked about, like, being better about moving back on fly balls, like, over his head and being just getting better at that kind of stuff. So it's very, for a 21-year-old kid coming up to the big leagues for the first time and not, not really playing a lot, obviously, as we saw, um, he had to fit into like a specific role on a team making a playoff push, but he can already see the things he needs to do to be better at the big league level, to have success at the big league level. And like, I think you can fully expect him to attack the off season with those things in mind. Um, but it's like, yeah, he, he understands that a lot. Some of the things that he did that got him through the minor leagues pretty quickly, it may not always work out at the big league level. Like the, 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 the base running aggressiveness, mm-hmm. it may not always work out at the big league level. And we saw it based on some of the, the outs he made on the base pass in just three weeks in the big league. So, like anyone that's out on Pete Crow Armstrong, like he's 21 years old, but he's like the, the top 10 prospect for a reason. Like he's, he's going to take this offseason this winter and you know whether he starts the season on the opening day roster or not he is going to take everything that he learned in his time uh with the Cubs this season and attack the offseason to focus on the things he's already kind of reflected on and already pointed out as like I need to be better at this I need to be better at that so I can have success in the big leagues and I think for Pete Crow Armstrong like that's again for a 21 year old kid like he's not going to be 22 until March like almost opening day like to hear him talk about that and already be reflecting on like these are the things that I need to work on was like very mature mature and like you you get okay this he gets it right he might be young but he gets it yeah I when I think about PCA 
right now. I honestly, I think I think about the last game of the year when it didn't matter, but when the game ended, you I I remember Marquee like panning to like the Cubs dugout. Everyone's just like getting their stuff off the bench, picking up whatever they need to pick up to take in the clubhouse or whatever. But PCA was just kind of standing at the top of the dugout and mm-hmm. just like kind of staring out, like knowing that the season is over or whatever. And he just had this look on his face of like, like I need to get better. Like that's, that's what it kind of read to me based off what I saw, what they put on Marquee. And I felt like he did that the night before too. Um, so yeah, do I think that we have yet to see the real PCA. Yes. Um, is there a lot to improve on? Yes. He swung and missed at a lot of fastballs in the zone. Like, you can't do that at the major league level, man. You got to be able to hit those, especially the, the, the fastballs, and specifically the high fastballs. He, he swung and missed a, a handful of those, right? Um, the positives, I thought he had a good plate approach. He did walk a handful of times. And he was aggressive on the bases. And once he gets, you know, more major league games under his belt, I don't anticipate him getting thrown out a bunch of times. And, you know, that one bad base running play, I think, against Atlanta where he got thrown out at third base, yeah. that was bad. It's just, like, that's the growing pains of, of, a, of a young player that, you know, at the time of the year, Cubs can't afford to deal with, quote-unquote, development. And so whenever we talk about that and that kind of stuff, I, I do understand why he didn't play nearly as much as some people wanted or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, he's – He's got such a bright future in my in my eyes. Still, I thought the defense in, in in the outfield lived up to everything. He had one bad play, well, two bad plays, right? The one in Colorado where he lost the ball in the sun, and then what was it against Atlanta that ninth inning when he dove for that ball? He probably should have just let it bounce and, make, yeah. and hold the guy to a single. Uh, again, bets falling all over the place. <laughs> again, he's I. I'm, I am glad to see that, you know, he recognizes the things he needs to work on. Mm-hmm. A guy like him, a player of his caliber that's seen nothing but success at playing baseball his entire life and then finally experiencing some, like, struggles, to be able to acknowledge that even in such a small sample size, it does show a lot of maturity. So. Yeah, and when to add on to what, like, Jed said about, like, this could be the best thing that ever happened to him, mm-hmm. it's like all that, right? Like, all, like, just knowing – what works and doesn't work at the big league level from what got him through the minor leagues to now. But also, like, again, talking to him, and he's talking about sitting on, you know, in the cages with guys, watching, just kind of taking a step back and and just listening and watching to veterans in the big leagues and how they go about their day and stuff like that, learning routines, learning the best routine for Pete Carl Armstrong, like all that. Did he did he play every single day? No. And might that have been a little bit of a challenge considering he did that every day prior throughout most of the season was playing every day? It might have been a little bit of a challenge, but there are so many things he was able to just kind of sit back and watch and, like, how is this guy who's been in the big leagues for five-plus years and had success, how does he go about his day? How does he go about his work? And just seeing all that kind of stuff from a bunch of different guys, right? He talked about, you know, like, obviously Nico and, and, and Hap and even, like, Mike Talkman and, and – Patrick Wisdom and just how they go about and, and do things um, and approach their game, like just seeing how uh, taking a little bit from everyone and seeing like how can I make it work for me? Yeah, for a guy that's 21 years old, not going to be 22 till almost opening day next year, like that is a lot of valuable just information, right? He may not have gotten 
everyday at bats or everyday plate appearances and, and, you know, whatever. He didn't have a whole lot of experience in game situations, but just to get information on how how guys get themselves there, right? how, how guys get themselves to the game and get themselves ready to play a game. Like that, that's all going to be valuable information for a guy who the Cubs see a very bright future for and, and see as a big contributor for this team long haul or long term. And just to have that at 21 years old is going to shape how he, you know, keeps, keeps growing into this game, keeps growing into, into his body and all that stuff. Like all that's going to shape how he goes about that and approaches that. And I, so I think that, yeah information is so valuable for and, him. And you got, you got to remember, too, like, even Barb mentions it in the chat, uh, you know, Sandberg started out one for 31 in his career. Um, Rizzo you know, And even, down. like, you want to talk about even recent guys. I mean, Javi Baez was so bad when he first got called up, struck out 40% of his plate appearances, uh, over 40% of his plate appearances. And once he came back in 2015, you could see the improvements that he had made. Even though he, he basically still was the same type of guy, he he did make adjustments to become um, to get more contact. And the guy from the Reds struggled after coming up and lighting the world on oh, fire. Yeah. Just gonna yeah, it's just Cruz. gonna happen yeah. whether it's the first week or the second week or the second month. It just yeah. it's very likely to happen, especially when a player is only 21 years old. Uh, we'll talk about another guy uh, that has a key off season coming up in a second. But first, Cody, tell us about Sunnyside. Oh, Sunnyside, Sunnyside. I walked by it yesterday on my, after I left the Circus Sports event that they had uh, Oak Row in Wrigleyville. Uh, I heard it was fun. It was a great time. Shout out to Jake for buying all my drinks. Uh, Sunnyside <laughs> is your Jake. home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your football season, no matter where you are on your cannabis journey. Easy online ordering and in-store pickup. A great transparent loyalty program, Sunnyside Rewards. It's Illinois' favorite dispensary. Uh, They got the Sunnyside House of Brands, like Mindy's, the best tasting gummy, and chocolate edibles created by James Beard Award-winning chef Mindy Siegel and Cresco Labs. Good news, which is a gummies, rechargeable vape pen, the cart perfect for great moments with the crew. Guys, you know. Uh, the crew, other guy, uh, other ones like Cresco, High Supply, Wonder, and more. So through October fifteenth, head to Sunnyside.shop and use code CHGO twenty five at checkout for twenty five percent off your total order. One use per customer, not stackable for other promotions. That's not only for new customers; anyone can use our code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your football season. Must be twenty one plus or an Illinois Med card holder. And again, you can use the code more than once. I have a buddy who hates Chicago sports, but he uses our code every time he goes to Sunnyside. Very nice. Deal. Why not? Deal. It's like a giant coupon. Yeah. Um, Hey, by the way, you can also get great deals by signing up to be a CHGO diehard. You get 20% off all of our dope merch. You get all access to all of Ryan's off-season articles here, so you're not missing out on anything, any key stories. Everything's going to be right there. You get the Discord. You get the merch. You get discounts on the tailgates and events and takeovers that we have, 20% off all the time, 20% off all the merch, plus you get a free shirt when you sign up. So make sure you sign up to do that. Our next tailgate for uh, football is coming up October 15th against Minnesota. Somebody got to win, they're saying. Somebody got to win. Uh, <laughs> or they so, could tie. Or they I feel could like tie. the Bears are going to tie. At I some thought point that this was going to be the Broncos game for a yeah. while. I thought they were going to tie. Like, maybe. I feel like the Bears will be tying at some point this year. <laughs> all right. We only have a couple minutes left. Uh, we don't need to hear from Jed Hoyer about Christopher Morrell, but the thing that he was talking about was, hey, we got to find him one spot. Yeah. we got to find him one spot defensively. It's what we've talked about 
all this season. Clearly, they didn't think it was third base this year, but the best thing for him in his development would be to find one spot. Do you think third base is the only spot that really fits? Yes. And if that's the case, is he one of the names? Because as he mentioned, quote, the power is real, which is true. Tied for the team leading home runs? Yeah. Is he a trade target in the offseason? I, well, I think to that last part, like he would be a trade chip depending on what you're getting back. Mm-hmm. But for the first part of that question, the, the finding him one spot, right? It, it, had he been like above average at a bunch of different positions, like then you could see him being that utility guy, being that Ben Zorbers type guy. But I think we saw him, and he's a young guy, right? He's like 24, I think, right now. So Very maybe, maybe 25. Yeah. So he's still young in his own career, and a lot of the development he would have been doing in the minor leagues has come up over the ma- or come up in the major leagues uh, over the last two years. So he's still developing in his own right. But you've seen him like struggle at different positions over the last two years, and it just doesn't. It, it just hadn't felt like, especially when you know the last half of the season when he's DHing every day or every mm-hmm. game he plays. Like it just didn't feel like he was going to lock into, or it didn't feel like he was going to be the guy they could put at any, you know, any position, give a, give a guy a day off, whatever. So now it feels like he's kind of got to lock in on one position. So as far as what the team, like the roster construction is right now, like third base is the most open spot on this yeah. team, especially for the positions that Morel could play. So that would be – that's what we talked about last offseason too. Like that's his best shot at like locking down one position everyday playing time would be mm-hmm. if he can figure it out. He's got the athleticism for it. He just hasn't always had the success when he's played there. So that's – when we talked about like with Nick Madrigal learning third base last offseason and he surprised us and, and was very solid at third base, like now Morrell – like, if, if he wants to lock down, if he wants to be that third baseman for this team, like, it's a very big offseason for him to work on that kind of stuff. Yeah, man. I, I think, what did we say a few weeks ago? We were like, we need they need to get Morrell into, like, the magical ma- program magical of defense. Program for real. Like, yeah. I felt like, I feel like if it's if it's not third, third base, like, he can't be your starting center fielder, but he, I felt like, out of the outfield positions, that's probably that was probably his best, and I'm you know I'm not even sure what the de- defensive metrics are, but I'm sure they're not good anyway. So like again, it's like not your first option in center field, but third base is the only spot that legitimately feels like a guy like him could play because they the first off the Cubs have a hole there, second off he has power and they need power at third base. I don't care how many times he strikes out. He's going to strike out 30 times per, or 30% of his play appearances. And Alonzo will strike out. Right? He's going to do it. But it's, but he is a guy, I think, that he if he plays every day at third base, it will, it will make his game better because he doesn't have to focus on, oh, I have to play this position today or this position today. Like, just focus on playing third base and then – do what you do with the bat, man. Like that to me. That if if he is the the guy playing third base for the Cubs next year, I can get up for it. I would prefer they trade for Jose Ramirez, but whatever. Uh, but if he is the guy, because they go and get Alonzo and they resign Bellinger and you know maybe sign someone else. To, yada yada yada. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. 
and third base is still like the quote unquote hole. I'm telling you, Morel better be that guy at third base, or we're gonna be sitting here talking about how third base is still a hole, yeah. and we're talking about magical wisdom, Masturbony all sharing third base. And if again, if this team is going to be a real contender for the NL Central and in the postseason next year, they have to have a guy that consistently is playing third base for them every every day. And the three guys that I named, I just named, those guys are utility players or, you know, good power bat off the bench. Those, those three. Like complimentary players. Complimentary yeah. players. They cannot play every single day, man. They just they just can't. So, Morel. It's a big offseason for him. Yeah, One way it, or another. If it's in the organization, it's Morel. And then, you, you know, I know Matt Shaw is on the way. I don't know how they feel about him playing third base, but – to right now is what this roster has. Morell needs to work on. He, they need. He needs to do the magical program and come into spring next year and show that he can play the position because that's my thing. Because I personally don't want to trade him. He's 24, yeah. 25 years old. Oh, yeah, a lot of times you have to trade guys you don't want to trade if you want to get something you want to get. Yeah. That's I, the I agree. It's like it's it's at this point the way the roster is constructed. That's his like only path yeah. to everyday playing time. Now, if you're get that. if you are able to move him and you're getting a major piece that you absolutely need, I'm sure I can get over it. But I am not looking forward to a Christopher Morrell revenge game, bro. <laughs> I, I won't look forward to it. I know if they trade Christopher Morrell, that guy is going to kill us whenever we have to play him. I know he will. You know what I'm looking forward to? Some gear from FOCO. Get fitted out with the best sports gear around. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. It's time to upgrade that wardrobe. Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game. Check out our set decorations, minus, of course, the championship cup. Yeah, that is is ours. Beautiful donations, great bobbleheads. Uh, They have great hoodies. Check out FOCO.com and click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. I'm told their overalls... Hold how many beers? 13. 13 beers. There you go, Cody. Shout what else could you like PHLY about that? Why, friends. Who they tested it out. Tested it out. Uh, and after you go on FOCO, you should also, while you're still online, make sure you go over to Shady Rays and get some awesome Shady Rays. We love them over here. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that offers a world-class product. That's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's what you get with Shady Rays, and that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact. From building playsets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS the outdoor adventure of a lifetime, Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And listen to this, Luke. Mm. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Wait, wait, did you say 50% off? 50% off with code CHGO. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Beautiful. Uh, Corey Friedman is going to join us tomorrow. We're back at 120. 
Hope you'll join us then. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast. We're here five days a week in the offseason for a full hour. Thanks to everybody for joining the live chat. Until tomorrow's show at 120 live. Thanks happy, for watching. And happy belated to Corey's grandma. Happy belated to Corey's happy grandma. Belated. Okay. And, <laughs> and uh, fly the W. Bye.